And welcome to the Tea Party Policy Chat. This is Scott Harris, the Constitutional Patriot. And I am here on the Tea Party Policy Chat. We, it is checkbox day. Yes, checkbox day. We are going to the check... What is checkbox day, you might ask? Checkbox day is where all the... Basically, the videos that we use in the headline news segment of the Tea Party Policy Chat podcast are from Checkbox. Checkbox is also known as the White House Press Secretary. And I call her Checkbox because she is nothing but a checkbox. And that's how she got her job, was by checking boxes. So Checkbox Day is the day where basically uh, Corrine Jean Perrier is the White House Press Secretary, and we are going to be going over her content today for the most part. Now, on the, what I do on the Constitutional Patriot podcast is um, I have a morning news review, and that is what w- we have here. On a morning news review, what happens is at 5 o'clock in the morning when I wake up, I start the coffee, and while the coffee is brewing, I'm watching Maria Bartolomo on Fox Business News, Mornings with Maria. And for the record, this is my opinion and my opinion only, she looks like Sophia Loren. I, I just, she's, she's, she's beautiful, and she just, when I see her, it's like, oh, she looks like Sophia Loren. Doesn't she look like Sophia Every And honestly, I'm not the only one who thinks so. Like, you know, but there's that. So, moving on. <laughs> uh, so, I watch Mar- Maria Bartolomo on Mornings with Maria, the futures, before the market opens. Um, and we get a lot of information about the market and business and and the economy and politics um, and how it relates to business economics and um, the rights and individuals we have. So then what? Then I watch Varney and Company on Fox Business. And then after that, I watch Outnumbered on Fox News. And then um, I normal, that's when I go to, to, uh, to my work. And my phone is ringing. And we have to take an emergency break, and we are back. Um, the The thing is, is that as a self employed person, when your phone rings, you answer it. So um, at least they could tell me what they wanted. And okay, but they didn't. They hung up. So there's life in the fast lane, and life that happens when you are recording live. So we move on. We smile, as Varney says when recording live. Move on and smile and shake your head. That's what I'm doing, and we're moving on. So um, today in the morning news review is a lot of stuff was about the, the classified documents that Biden has that he has illegally and he doesn't have access to them. Well, see, the thing is um, when Biden was vice president of the United States, he took home documents that he wasn't allowed to take home. Um, these were classified documents that he was not allowed to keep. These were classified documents that basically um, he had staff sent to his house, or did he do it himself? We don't know. His lawyers are going through them, and they don't have act- they don't have the clearance to do this. Okay, so his lawyers are going through these records, and his lawyers turn them over. His lawyers 
are basically committing a crime by touching those files and looking in those files. Okay, they're not allowed to read that information. They're not allowed to have access to that information. And the fact that he allowed them to have access to the information when he, as at the time, did not have, repeat, did not have the legal right to keep those files, to have those files, and to keep them in a garage. <laughs> oh, such a nightmare. And they keep saying, well, there's, it's different. It's not the same thing. He, they're working with... Um, he doesn't have... Um, he did not have uh, declassification authority. So yeah, there we go. Which we talked on in we we covered um, in part one and two of the Biden uh, illegal documents. In the last two episodes of the Constitutional Patriot Podcast, episodes number two thirty uh, uh, four five and two thirty six, or is it two thirty four and two thirty five? I can't remember. It, but it's up there. So check those out. Uh, there's part one and part two, so check those out. So here we are in the Tea Party Policy chat for another round of checkbox information. And uh, one of the things that I'm going to be covering, I want to talk about that I um, will be covering more in detail in an upcoming episode of the Tea Party Policy chat is this whole merit... Uh, scandal that is going over in Virginia. How these school districts, multiple school districts, at multiple schools throughout the state of Virginia, and it's probably happening other places as well, are not giving merit awards to the students who've earned them until after um, the college um, application process is completed. This this is this can have a serious economic impact on students. These 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 the, this could cause loss of scholarships. This could cause denial of admittance into universities. This can this opens up the Virginia school boards and these schools to massive lawsuits. And these kids who were denied these awards should sue and sue hard, wide, and deep. They should be, re they should be financially rewarded significantly by the school, by, by the, uh, school, sue the school boards, the teachers' unions, the individual teachers themselves, and the individual principals themselves who were part of this illegal activity okay so that's what it was it was an illegal activity with the sole purpose of getting these kids denied scholarships and denied admittance into colleges that was the purpose of it and it is absolutely disgusting this is another reason why as a licensed school teacher in the state of california i have zero respect for public education in the state of california as anywhere in this country the, the, the school systems here do not care about merit, do not care about uh, competition, do not care about education. And on Varney Company, the reason I bring it up, and I will go over this further in detail in an upcoming episode of the Tea Party Policy Chat, is about how in England they have a school system that, are, that they call free schools, which is 
which is like they're government schools, but they're called free schools um, that are like charter schools here, okay? And they basically are merit. The people get merit awards and merit points, and they compete. the kids compete for them, and they want to compete for them, okay? And it's based on good grades and hard work, and these, these schools are the best schools in the country with the best students, the best well-behaved students, the best looking students, by clothing, uniforms. It is the, the best schools the, in the public, what, we, um, what they, call, um, they call free schools there. So um, that's, that's what we call private schools um, here. Um, they call public for some stupid reason. I don't know why. They, because the kids that go to these private rich schools like Eaton and and um, and uh, Harrow and and the other uh, boarding schools and the you know the Ivy League you know prep schools, what we call prep schools, they and private prep schools, they call public because the kids that go there are supposed to, they're the leaders, they will be the leaders of the country. They'll be the prime ministers, they'll be the members of parliament, they'll be the, the members of the House of Lords that are doing public work. Okay, that's why they call it public schools. And it's an interesting conceptual framework, but moving on. But it's all about quality of education. And it's not about woke. It's not about, you know, equal outcomes. It's about competition. It's about, you know, work hard learn more, do better. Okay, and and uh, I will have um, the cover that in an upcoming episode of the Constitutional Patriot Podcast. So what we're going to do today is I have I have four videos and and we're going to go for what we're going to do is we're going to go to screen share and we're going to go click here. We're going to go share sound share and the first one is outnumbered and I um, I just love outnumbered um, it is these these people are so smart and so that is uh, what we're gonna do here here is Corrine Jean Perrier the White House press secretary has been quote gaslighting unquote reporters okay and the uh, we are going to go with this and well, I call her checkboxes because she just is nothing more than a checkbox. Let's go. Everyone, this is Outnumbered. I'm Emily Campagno here with my co-host, Harris Faulkner, and also joining us today, Cheryl Cassoni, Amy Freeze, and for the first time, Jeremy Hunt. Welcome. We're so grateful yeah, to have you here today. Great to be here. I'm excited. <laughs> Good. We are too. All right. We begin with growing backlash. The president is facing over his handling of the nation's secrets after classified documents were found. The nation's secrets. Okay. For okay. For those of you who are listening, in the picture you have a big picture of of Emily, beautiful Emily. She was a um, FYI, she was a Raiderette of an NFL Raider cheerleader, and she's also a lawyer. And she was, she was editor of the um, of the of the legal journal when in her school, um, the law journal. And then we have a picture of Biden at the top, and and then um, next below that is a picture, um, a campaign picture from August fifth, twenty twenty, where um, he's back, where he's driving his Corvette convertible. Okay. 
found at his former office and in his Delaware home and garage, where he keeps his Corvette. The discoveries are raising questions on why the president... Okay, why the president, right? He keeps his Corvette in a garage. And in the garage picture, you see boxes of files in the corner of the garage. These were the boxes where the, const, where the illegal documents were stored in this garage. This is insane. Since lawyers conducted the search instead of the feds, and why there are no... The lawyers conducting the search. The lawyers conducting the search. This, none of these lawyers have security clearance to see these files or to search for these files. They're classified. His lawyers do not have the necessary security clearances. Hmm. Another stupid act by the Democrats. No visitor logs at the president's home, where he has reportedly... No visitor logs. Didn't they have a massive complaint about, about uh, Trump visitor logs at the White House? He kept visitor logs, but he, doesn't really, he didn't release them. And now they're like, oh, visitor logs. They, don't even, they didn't even keep the visitor logs. So shut the hell up. He spent 167 days of his presidency. The White House and Secret Service are both saying there are no such records. Today's New York Post calling this playing Biden seek. Hmm. And now the president may be losing even the mainstream media. Watch. Um, for one thing, there should be a record of anybody who enters a presidential residence or property by the, that is under the protection of the Secret Service. If not, then the, my question is why? Why are the Secret Service not keeping these records? Why are the Secret Service not identifying the people that have access to the residence of the president? Okay? That's a massive security risk. They're not keeping track of the people that can come and go into the president's residence? Seriously? Wow. The, I could think of, of a dozen security leaks, security problems that that can cause, just in the 30 seconds right now. It's very, very big. Not legally, but politically, it's a very, very big deal. I don't think sitting there hunkering down now, they're just acting like it's not out there. Is it is a good strategy? They're, they're just gonna have, they're gonna get cream doing it. If you're explaining, yeah, that was on. This is on CNN highlights, and uh, CNN is where this is coming from, um, where I refer to it as the Communist News Network. <laughs> yes, they're trying to explain the difference, and we know there is a difference. But as we say to most folks at home. This guy did wrong. This guy did wrong. What happened here with these classified documents? Now we're on MSNBC Monday, um, the, t the Daily Beast, and you have a panel of, like, um, a bunch of idiots, all Democrats. <laughs> oh, so funny. Meds really erodes and undermines not just the momentum, but the brand of, that the Democrats had been building of being the, not only the competent party, but the decent, honest party. Okay, first of all, who ever thought that the Democrats were the honest 
party and the decent party. I have I have gone into great detail um, throughout the um, the since 2020 when I started this podcast about the details about how the Democratic Party has a history of racism. Uh, I've gone into great talked on nauseam about the history of the Democratic Party committing frauds, about the history of the Democratic Party lying, about the history of the illegal activity of the Democratic Party, of the history of the racism, of the history of the sexism, the history of the misogyny. All of this is, is basically manifested itself within the Democratic Party. And they try to push this off as Republicans when Republicans, it's like, uh, no, it's, it's, it's you guys, right? That whole sex scandal, that's, that's not Republican. That whole, all those people that are tied to that, um, to that uh, sex island, that was Clinton and that other guy and all those Hollywood actors who are all liberals. This is, this, and, and, the, and the Cosby sex scandal and all the people associated with that, those were all liberal Democrats. They were all liberal Democrats that kept covered that crap up. Those were liberal Democrats. And those are just a few of the top. And now on the screen, you have the Reverend Al Sharpton. The Reverend Al Sharpton is, is one of the most corrupt persons. He has, has a history of being an informant for the FBI for illegal activity in exchange of not being cross, prosecuted. He is a tax cheat. He hasn't paid taxes in who knows how many years. It is, which is, that's a confirmed fact. This person is one of the most corrupt people and known liars that the Democrats have. They pull him out and goes like, well, we need somebody with moral authority because he's a Reverend Al Jackson. The Reverend Al Sharpton. The Reverend Al Sharpton is a lying ass wipe. Excuse my French. I'm just very angry. I mean, I'm very angry about this. Of this crap that they're trying to shovel and to cover up and to and, and to spray air freshener on a pile of dog crap. Okay, that's what they're doing here. Okay, that's that's what. But see, then they're trying to say that it's bad, but it's not as bad as Trump. Um, actually, Trump had, for the record, Trump had declassification authority. He has those files and he said quote they're declassified I declassified them guess what they're declassified end of story end of story stumbling and bumbling around by not getting their timeline right amateur hour is over amateur hour has never been over with this it has been nothing but amateurs because guess what they are all nothing but check boxes all nothing but check boxes. Answers coming out of the White House are doing little to convince House Republicans who demand to know who had access to the president's home over all those years. Congressman. That's a security issue. This should not be a partisan question. This should be, this should, for example, it, the Republicans, when you had, when Obama was in the White House and you had numerous White House security breaches. You had people basically jumping the fence, getting into the White House, and going up the stairs of one of the stairways in the White House before anybody stopped this person. 
the the people that were the most outraged by it were the Republicans because it was a security breach and endangered the President of the United States. Given the fact that all Republicans pretty much hated Obama, but that's not the issue. The issue is he was the President of the United States, and it was a security breach that threatened his life. And the people who were most upset about it were not the Democrats, were because the people that were involved were all Democrats. It was the Republicans angry about the security breaches. Okay? Oh, but the people doing it, they were like reality TV stars. And they were conservatives. Not conservatives. They were liberals. And they were doing fundraising events. Um, but So the Democrats gave them a pass. Right? They don't give a crap about anything as long if the people doing it are liberal. You can basically kill somebody, and the Democrats will be like, well, you know, maybe the guy deserved to die. But he's a Democrat, so it's all good. I mean, <laughs> this is the kind of crap that they're shoveling. You have, you have that, that sex scandal guy, right? That sex island and all that stuff. That was covered up for years because he was giving money to Democrats. You have, the, you have that FTX uh, Ponzi scheme guy, that scam that fraudster about the Bitcoin FTX market that collapsed, then there was didn't even do anything. It was a total scam. And who covered that up? Who allowed that to happen? It was all liberals because he was the number one conservative, uh, anti-conservative, pro-Democrat campaign contributor. Okay. Seriously, this guy should be this should, should guy should be roasted as at a uh, at a stake for what he did to the, to to those to those um, honest people who that lost everything. And Jim Jordan told Harris last hour there are a lot of unanswered questions. I do not know why they initially discovered this. Why they went looking in the first place? Why was it his lawyers packing boxes? I think there are all kinds of questions. I don't know that we know the answer to that, but I think the American people are entitled to the answers to those questions, particularly in light of what happened 91 days before the midterm election when, Mr. when, when President Trump's home was raided. See this right here. Tr President Trump's home was raided illegally. They had no legal right to raid his house. He had files from the National Archives that he was going through for his book, for, for his memoirs, for his library. He, was, he, had, he had the National Archive agents coming over. They were over there several times going through the files, taking files. They're the ones that said, you, that door, where, that room where you're keeping the files, the lock is not secure enough, replace it. And Trump replaced it. He was working with the National Archives. There was no reason for this. And Biden, none of his properties, the file's been found in, what, four different locations? And none of them have been even, no FBI agents involved at all. There was, a, there was 80 agents involved with anti-conservative stuff dealing with Twitter. 80 FBI agents to go after conservatives on Twitter. And Trump, hundreds of them. Not one FBI agent has even stepped foot on any Biden property, and he, and and Biden, Biden, his son, his and his brother are known communist agents.
for the Chinese Communist Party, illegal criminal activities with Burisma and um, Russian oligar- oil oligarchs. Oh, who does they? Who do they? These people work for. His son had, would have who lived in that house where those files were at the time. Those files were there. Was was an active drug user and had drug deals, pe- drug people coming and supplying him with drugs at that house. No records. No visitor records. Wow. Seriously. That, that was information the country had all kinds of access to, but not this. So I think there's all those questions, and Mr. Comer and our committee and others, the Intel Committee, are all trying to get answers for the American people. Jeremy, again, well... See, the American people are entitled to these answers. The American people are entitled to know the security pr- breaches that endangers methods and personnel. Um, the families of the people involved, the, the, the assets, the security assets, the intelligent assets. These people can be, their lives can be placed in danger. Their families' lives can be placed in danger. All because of dumbassness from the Democrats. Well, what is the saying we have here at the Constitutional Patriot Podcast and the Tea Party Policy Chat? Dumbass is to Democrats as air is to breathing. Check the show notes because there will be a link to get a hoodie. Welcome to you. You say this is like day one of basic training for intelligence operations. Tell us why. Yeah, I mean, it's amazing. I think some people at home are thinking, you know, is this normal? Does these kind of things just happen? No, they do not. This is not normal. As a former... Um, this is Jeremy Hunt. He is Vets on Duty Senior Advisor. Um, he, he is a is a military veteran, and he is he is advising about the, the military aspects and security issues upon that, which he knows greatly. Military intelligence officer, we at our basic training we, we have online courses, and there's these scenarios where you have a coworker who walks up with this classified folder, and he says, "Oh, what should I do with these documents?" And I, I can't make this up. And the user is presented with a few options. One is, you know, re- return the documents to the classified area, or another one is, "Oh, just take them home with you." And I've always <laughs> thought, like, who would actually be silly enough to select the just, "Oh, just take them home"? With- the the vice president of the United States, Joe Biden. <laughs> <coughs> who is now, uh, sadly, a demented idiot that occupies the, wife, the the most powerful position in the world, the President of the United States. Wow. He's demented, and he's an idiot. With me option. Uh, apparently Joe Biden. Yeah, you have your answer now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it's, it's the commander-in-chief, unfortunately. Yeah. What do you foresee of consequences, if any? Uh, unfortunately, these kind of... As I refer to the commander-in-chief, Joe Biden... Uh, King Damas. He is King Damas. That scenario is when he has someone who is, you know, now the President of the United States. I don't see a lot of consequences. All we can do, especially those of us in the media, is just constantly ask those tough questions and, and, and hold power to account. I can tell you that for a lot of soldiers, that uh, there was a sailor recently. Now, see, he's going to go into a story. I've seen parts of this clip. Um, he's going to get into a story, which I have commented on in a prior episode of the Constitutional Patriot Podcast. But I'll leave that for you to hear from him. But the the issue here is this: the issues we have with these files, 
date back to when Joe Biden was vice president of the United States. That is when this legal illegal activity occurred, which he does not have qualified immunity for. Okay, so, and he does not have, did not have at the time, um, declassification authority. Okay, at the time he was vice president, the only person that had declassification authority that could declassify those files was the president of the United States. Okay, so the those files that he had were in, were in his possession illegally. He is not entitled to the qualified immunity of an illegal act. Okay? Especially after he was no longer pre vice president of the United States. See, he doesn't have to be impeached. He could be prosecuted. He could have been prosecuted at having those files illegally as vice president of the United States. So the question then becomes, with, with having this illegal act committed before he became president, okay, do, his qualified immunity that he has now does not apply to actions before he was president. So could he be legally prosecuted Um, under those those crimes, can without being without being impeached, because you can't prosecute a sitting president for crimes that he commits as president. You have to impeach him first. But these were crimes he committed before he became president. That's an interesting conceptual framework. I would love to have a lawyer answer that question. Because that's one question that I haven't heard an answer to. I haven't even heard that question being asked. See, this is one thing that I do hit the Constitutional Patriot Podcast and the Tea Party Policy Chat and the Patriot Foreign Policy Podcast is I pose questions. I, I watch the information. I analyze it. And I, from that analysis, I pose new questions that have not been answered. Okay. So here are my questions, here are my analysis, here are my commentary. And then from that, listening to this information, pose your own questions. Pose your own questions. Okay. And maybe contact your congressman and ask them these questions that you, po that you have created yourself. Interesting. See, what would, see how interactive government can be when you actually are participatory. And the Constitutional Patriot Podcast, the Tea Party Policy Chat, and the Patriot Foreign Policy Podcasts are here to help you understand things that you don't understand, learn things you did not know about, expose yourself to, to events that you did not know about, and from the analysis and commentary of those events that you are actually seeing on news or hearing about news articles, form your own questions that you could want to seek answers to yourself. Interesting. Moving on.
recently, this is in 2016, who just took pictures of a classified area of a, of a yep. remember this, of a submarine, yeah. just sent mm -hmm. to his family. Yep. He was put in prison for over a year. Yep. I mean, so that's that. Okay, what he's talking about is a Navy submarine um, NCO. He's, he just got promoted, and he took a picture of his of himself at his new job from his and he and he posted it and sent it to his family. Hey, me and my new job, click. Right? But he was in a classified area of the submarine. There was no classified document shown. There was no classified, you know, ooh, this is a classified. He was in a classified area. Okay? So all the all the equipment around him was classified. So he held a selfie of himself with stuff in the background. And he was in, he was prosecuted and put in prison for a year. Right? And they let him out because he was basically an 18-year-old kid who didn't even know what he did. He didn't even understand what he was doing was wrong. He didn't think that he didn't think since he wasn't taking pictures of the equipment. But he but he said you know, they put him in prison. He did. He he. They let him out with good behavior, but he still had to be punished because he should have known better. He knew the requirements. He knew the regulations, and he disobeyed them. Okay, so Clinton or and um, Biden and Democrats, they know that they are told. This is classified, and they are instructed about classification protocols. Okay, and and Biden ignored them. He's having his staff go through files. They are not legally legally even about to look at or touch, let alone go through the files. Seriously. That's the, those are the stakes. Uh, and so I, I... Those lawyers should be prosecuted. Those lawyers should be thrown in jail for mishandling and being accessed and, uh, and, uh, and reading classified material that they're not legally allowed to look at. Where's the prosecution of that? Where is the enforcement of the security protocols of this country in dealing with classified information the equal protection where a where a navy person just took a selfie and had to serve a year in prison where now you have lawyers going through con classified documents that they are not legally cleared to look at or to touch Interesting. Where is the justice? Where's the equal protection? Where is the social justice warriors? Where's them? Where's their outrage for this for this travesty of justice? I hope we treat this seriously because it is a, a real problem. That's right. And Harris, you always do such a good job of eliciting all of these questions, including last hour with Jim Jordan and the like. And, and it's sort of, you know, the, the questions here are, in addition to how disorganized is everything and, and what exactly was there in that junk pile, right? Were there nuclear codes in addition to simple passcodes? What, what do the American people hear? What was actually threatened and what still remains to be threatened and why was there such a double standard? Because as Jeremy talks about potential for, for consequences and accountability, you can't help but wonder 
and compare the Mar-a-Lago situation to this. There was an FBI raid. There was a constant. See, they com keep comparing the Montiel. The, see, this is the situations are totally different, I've, which I've explained. What would be what would be interesting is this is they're, they're like, oh, we found these files going through these files and we found them and we turned them. No, he, they knew he he knew they were there. OK, they knew they were there. And and where's the FBI? In during the Clinton administration, Clinton put the launch codes in his suit pocket and they sent the suit to a dry cleaner. And the dry cleaner found this piece of paper and he called the White House. And they sent Secret Service to get it. Okay. So during that time, the launch code card that the president is supposed to keep with him at all times was in a suit pocket jacket that was at a dry cleaner's. <laughs> you know, um, that's, th th that's complete disregard for the national security of this country. And that's what we have here. We had a Vice President Joe Biden during the Obama administration who had no care, no, 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 for no. He doesn't. It doesn't matter. It, it, let the staff do it. He didn't. He, he probably didn't even know what he was reading. Did he even read the files? Did he just put them in a box and sent them home? Seriously, the guy's a complete idiot skewering in the media here why are attorneys allowed to do what the government should be doing why are they're not allowed to do it but they're doing it anyway they're not allowed to look at these files but they're doing it anyway they're not allowed to touch them but they're doing it anyway our tax dollars being spent so differently and the stewardship of our trust being heralded so differently because the president chose to shield himself rather than be honest about what the threats were to national security from the very beginning November 2nd. And Chairman uh, of Judiciary Jim Jordan asked a very good origin question. And we know Democrats maybe when it comes to COVID and other things don't want to know the origins. We, we've got to break that habit. We need to know how things start. So who made the call before November 2nd that private attorneys were going to be there to collect the president's papers? Who made the call that it might take more than 24 hours to let federal authorities at the National Archives or whomever know. See, this right here is who made these calls? Who made these decisions? Was it Biden who made these decisions? That his that the private attorneys would go through these records and to cover it up? What else were they covering up? What were, were any files shredded? Were any files burned? Would, did, were any files taken and just went missing? Okay? Trust. There is no trust. There is no honor among the Democrats of the Biden administration or any of these people. What files were taken? What files were hidden? Who had access to these files? And Biden's private attorneys who have no legal right to see these files. What are they covering up? That those papers had been gathered. It was either the 3rd or the 4th of, of November. You hear back and forth. Well, it wasn't the 2nd when they were found. So who made the call then later in December 20th when they found 
documents at a second location, the president's home. He says, oh, right next to the Corvette. Well, thank you. We've got pictures of the inside of the, the garage. We're not going to guess whether or not that big pile of papers in the back is that. We, we hope and pray it isn't. But among <laughs> Hope and pray it isn't. But it was in the garage. And that's a pile of file folders and file boxes and paperwork. <laughs> so, hmm. Most likely, it is that. Most likely, it is that. And Harris Faulkner has posed some very serious questions that have yet to be answered by anybody in the administration. Okay. Now, I hope that when you go through this, you're listening to this. Okay? And we're going we're gonna to take a quick break, and we're going to go for a commercial. Uh, the Tea Party Policy Chat is brought to you by ScottHarrisTax.com. Go to ScottHarrisTax.com uh, in Fresno, California, Scott Harris, which is me, Scott Harris. I will do your taxes, all forms included, both federal and state, all forms. If you have multiple states, all forms. When I say all forms, I mean all forms. When I say out the door, I say out the door. For a flat rate of $200, all forms included, out the door for $200. So... Contact, if you are in the Fresno, California area, we're drivable distance to Fresno, California, call Scott Harris Tax. You can get the number at scottharristax.com. Call, make an appointment. I would be happy to do your taxes in my beautiful office here um, where the door is closed and no one is will be listening to our business. You are not sitting in a store somewhere in a shopping mall where people are walking around and can hear your business. We are here in an office with a door closed and where privacy reigns and you are your information is secure. So come to scottharristax.com and make an appointment to have your taxes done. Um, it is tax season, and it is today, January 17th in the year of our Lord, 2023. So uh, once you get all your documents, call me. I'm happy to do your taxes. You do have to come into my office for me to do your taxes. I am not set up for remote at this time. So maybe next year, maybe not, most likely not. I prefer to see my clients, to meet my clients in person. That's how I do business. So come to scottharristax.com for $200 tax preparation, flat rate pricing, all forms included, out the door. And now back to the Tea Party Policy Chat. Among those first papers at the UPenn Biden Center were some that had markings of top secret. Among those papers were foreign intelligence uh, materials having to do with Iran, China, Ukraine, right? Which two of those are in? Now, see, the, the, Biden, policy, the Biden Policy Center, at Penn, the Penn Biden Center at Penn University is funded by the Chinese Communist Party. So those top secret documents dealing with Iran, those top secret documents dealing with China, the Chinese Communist Party had access to those files that were at the Penn Biden Center, which was funded by the Chinese Communist Party. So you're telling me that the Chinese Communist Party, who's funded a, a center 
where these files are did not have personnel there to look at the files? I don't believe that. Because they don't know who did. There was no, but there's no logs kept, so who knows? Yeah, well, we, what we do know is that the, the Penn Biden Center was funded by the Chinese Communist Party. We do know that. That has been confirmed. Enemies, only the wrong answers count. Mm. Like, when you tell me that you were a military intelligence officer, the reason that you would get in more trouble than the president is because you cannot declassify a document That's that you right. get your hands on. Well, news. Neither could a vice president and Biden. And if hmm. I See, this is what I've been saying for, 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 for four days since I started doing these podcasts about this issue. Okay? Biden, as vice president, did not have declassification authority. This intelligence agent who is a military intelligence agent, if he mishandled documents, he would be massively in trouble because he could not declassify anything. That's the issue here. That's the issue. And it is not the same as Trump because guess what? Trump files were declassified. Why? Because he said they were. Because he said they were declassified. Because he said he declassified them. And guess what? There doesn't have to be a memo. There doesn't have to be a record. The fact that he just said they're declassified, guess what? They're declassified. He could have taken them and, and gone to NBC, CBS, or even Fox News and just and plopped them right on the desk and like, here you go. They're declassified. Look at them. He, ha he has that authority to do that. He had that authority. He said, I declassified these files, and I'm releasing them to the press. He could do that. Guess what? He, is the pr he was the president of the United States, and they were declassified because he said they were declassified. That's all it takes. That's all it takes because he, he had the classification authority to do so. Nobody else did. Nobody else does. Biden, when he was vice president, did not. That is the issue. And I'm sick and tired of these liberals saying, oh, it's no big deal. It's just a file. I'm Obama today. I'm wondering if I wasn't complicit and already rolled in and didn't know that he took these things, possibly to write a book, who knows. But is Madonna, I mean, excuse me, former President Obama going to be asked about these things? Sorry, Madonna. <laughs> I, I seriously yeah, want to know, sure. because yeah. he could have declassified them. He's right. in this, too. That's and right. his name deserves to be mentioned, too. Because Well, see, he, where is, where is, is, see, for Biden to have those files, for Biden to have those files in his possession to claim they were declassified, he needs a memo or some kind of order from Obama made at the time declassifying those orders. See, see, Obama could have them in his possession and say they're declassified, they're declassified. Okay, but he can't, he can't, he can't give them to somebody else without them being declassified. So were they declassified? There's no evidence that they were, no statement that they were, no statement from Obama that they were declassified. No memo saying they were declassified. See, it, it, it matters because they weren't in Obama's possession. See, that's the key. 
that's the difference. Because I'm sure he's got an opinion. Well, and Cheryl, that was such a good point that Harris brought up. So first of all, the, the, it begs the question on that timeline she articulated. You know, the, the, his personal attorneys, Bidens, had access to all of these documents from, at, at a minimum, November 2nd through January 11th. Hmm. That's a whole lot of time to touch a lot of things. And that's worrisome, especially when, as Jeremy brings up, potential for accountability. And this administration says, well, we cooperated immediately. What did that cooperation look like behind... Well, my question is, yeah, from, from, the, from before... November 2nd, from before November 2nd to January 11th. Okay, his private attorneys, his private attorneys that where Biden is a communist agent for the Chinese Communist Party and his son is a Chinese Communist agent for the Chinese Communist Party, they're on the payroll. So are these attorneys working um, on his behalf to cover up his illegal activities for the, the work that he is doing for the Chinese Communist Party. Because he has received millions of dollars from the Chinese Communist Party. That's been proven and documented. It was given to his son through a Chinese Communist Party-owned um, foreign intelligence, com uh, foreign intelligence um, com company owned by the Chinese Communist Foreign Service company that paid Hunter Biden tens of millions of dollars, which 10% of that was for, quote, the big guy, unquote. And it has already been confirmed by multiple sources, multiple whistleblow uh, whistleblower and emails not from the Hunter laptop, and confirmed by emails from other sources that confirmed the emails from the Hunter Biden laptop are real, that he did, the big guy was, in fact, Joe Biden. So that confirms that that money was for Joe Biden, which means that he, he benefited financially from the Chinese Communist Party. And now we know that the Biden, that the Penn Biden Center was funded by the Chinese Communist Party. And so we know that files were there. So these lawyers, were they moving files around to the Penn Biden Center so that the Chinese agents could have access to them? Interesting concept, interesting questions that are legitimate questions that need to be asked and answered. Behind closed doors. Harris as well brought up the transition between Obama and Biden moving out, which the administration has defended as chaotic. That's not a defense to the gross mishandling of classified mm -hmm. documents. And, we and we're going to go we're going to go to the next episode, um, the next video, and we're going to check box. <laughs> oh, check boxes. <laughs> oh, uh, so we're going to go to where she's asked. I love this one. This is from Forbes Breaking News uh, site. This was three hours ago. Just in KJP, um, Kareen Jean Perrier, which I call checkboxes, point blank are more documents on the way. This, this video, this was from a news conference on January 17th in the year of our Lord 2023. And guess what? That is today. <laughs> That is today. Here we go. We are going to hear from checkboxes. 
running the, the, the discovery of classified and official documents at the president's residence and his former office. Last week, um, he told, I think it was Phil, that we all could assume, the American people could assume that the searches were complete and all the documents had been recovered. Uh, on Saturday, the White House Counsel's Office uh, uh, said that five additional classified documents had been found. Um, is it safe to assume now that all the documents are uh, uh, have been recovered, all the official records, all the classified documents are back? Okay, first of all, what he's doing is he pointed out the the basically the fraudulent timeline that they keep changing. It says, oh, it happened here. They said all the documents and the investigations were completed. Oh, and then it came out that, oh, there were other documents that came out later. And then they then you said that there are more documents. Um, on three separate occasions, the timeline kept changing, the, the investigations were closed, and that the people found everything. And the, oh, surprise, 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 there's more. Okay, that's pretty much what he's getting at here, and he's asking her this point blank. Now let's see what Checkboxes has to say. Back in the custody of the National Archives, or are more searches underway to find out if there's anything else there? Look, I, I understand your question. We have addressed multiple questions from here. Multiple questions have been answered by the President. I know that you all uh, just spent about, some of you, some of your colleagues, maybe you yourself, Zeke, was, was on the phone with my colleague for about 45 minutes that addressed a lot of your questions. Uh, I'm just going to continue to be prudent here. Uh, I'm going to let this ongoing uh, review that is happening, this legal process that is happening, uh, and and uh, let that uh, let that process continue under the special counsel. We're not see the, the the see the thing is that none of this none of what is happened happened all before a quote special counsel was called by the um, attorney general um, of the United States on the Department of D of Justice. Um, the attorney general is a complete idiot. He he is the most in he was before. He was he was even commented on um, during the Obama era when he was trying to be made Secretary of State, the most incompetent person ever to hold government positions, <laughs> and Democrats would say that about him. And now he's like chief law enforcement officer in the country. Um, I haven't come up with a good name for him yet. Um, I, the FBI director is pants on fire for liar liar pants on fire. The uh, Secretary of Ho um, Homeland Security is Mayorkas, the Dorcas, the Crown Prince of Dumbass. And the Undersecretary of Homeland Security I call Pile of Rocks. Now, checkboxes here is just going to be prudent and continue to cover, to cover up with crap. That's what she is doing here. That's what checkboxes is doing here. Not, I'm not going to comment from here. Uh, I'm not uh, one of the things that we have said for the last two years, when it comes to the Department of Justice, when it comes to legal matters, when it comes to legal issues, uh, we have been very clear that we are not going to comment, we are not going to uh, politically interfere, and... and I, I, can't, I can't handle this, I can't handle this, this crap anymore. She's totally lying. <laughs> Checkboxes is so full of crap. Okay, here we go. And here is... Um, the why is the White House uh, stonewalling on this on this issue? This is from Fox Business, and this was four hours ago. This was also today. So here we go. The White House says there are no visitor logs at the president's Wilmington home. Former Acting Attorney General Matthew Whitaker joins me now. Sir, the Secret Service must know who visited, right? 
Yeah. You think you would know this because this is a massive security issue, which was I would bring up. Now we're actually going to get some actual information here. So listen very closely and listen to the concept, the questions that I posed about earlier, the security risk I said, and about how what happened with the when the Obama era, when this when the breach security breaches in the White House, the security writ the security risk to the president that existed with that. Here we have the same security breach and the same security risk. Congress needs to stand up for itself. If you know, if, if they say the if the White House says these records don't exist, they need to ask the Secret Service, and then they need to start drilling in. Okay, if these records don't exist, or something called visitor log, then send me all your emails and text messages about visitors to uh, both houses in Delaware. I mean, this is ridiculous that somehow the White House is stonewalling a very simple request to who is visiting the president when he's uh, on vacation in Delaware. Three or four weeks ago, no, maybe make that two or three weeks ago, there was a possibility that uh, former President Trump would be prosecuted as a result of all some of the things that are coming out of Mar-a-Lago. Now that that makes this makes that impossible for the for the for the federal government to justify any prosecution against Trump because once again Trump had and still does have the authorities to claim, to state the fact that they were declassified. The fact that he said it. End of story. End of story. Now that we've got the Wilmington, Delaware house and all the, the uh, Baruha over that, it's not likely that you can prosecute Biden if you don't prosecute Trump. Yeah. I mean, Merrick Garland's in a real difficult position, isn't he? He is, and I never thought that the case against Donald Trump was going to be pursued or actually uh, indict somehow the former president. I think That's the because that Trump had declassification authority. He had the legal right to have those files. He had the legal right to have those files, and the custom is that the president can take files that he that he created that were part of his the administration to be used that he can categorize and he can he can use to prepare his library in working with the national archives in that way which guess what Trump was doing moving on the evidence was weak and i think they had a lot of good defenses including the declassification question um, but the interesting thing in this whole situation is do the special counsels coordinate the actual law? Remember, Jim Comey famously sort of laid out uh, what the law is, or at least the, how the Department of Justice has pursued it in the past. And, you know, do, does Rob Herr and Jack Smith coordinate uh, on what the law is and whether or not uh, either one of these folks should be pursued? Obviously, President Biden, uh, you know, has the Department of Justice policy that you can't indict a sitting uh, president, and he has a statute of limitations that's probably currently running and may expire while he's still in, still president. Now, see, that's a, that answers the question I had: is you can't indict a sitting president, but the statute of limitations on this, because it basically, what is the statute of limitations? Is it, are they going back to, to? Uh, the day he was pre vice president? Um, no, he had those files the entire time Trump was president. So guess what? Um, it basically ended the day he became, he was sworn in as president. That's when the clock stopped. That's when it started.
right? That because he had he was a criminal until the day he was sworn in as president. On that day, you can't indict a sitting president because he would st- he still had the files, and they were he still had the files illegally. On that day, that's an interesting question. So four years as the statute of limitations less than four years. Hmm. Interesting. 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 Could this turn out to be just a, a tempest in a teapot? Much ado about nothing. Well, I've you know I, I don't spend a lot of time in Washington D.C., but when I do, I realize it is a uh, reality surrounds it. Uh, but there is no reality <laughs> in Washington D.C. It is all politics all the time, and it is a uh, sport played with blunt instruments. And obviously, this is a way to bash each other leading candidate heading into 2024 and try to weaken them up and loosen them from their base. It's quite possible. Now see, I'm going to I'm going to pose this question and I'm going to I'm going to I'm actually going to call um, Jim Jordan's office as the chairman of the of the judiciary committee this question and ask this question is the fact that he had the files illegally in his possession all the way up until the day he became president, then you can no longer prosecute or indict a sitting president. But then at the same time, the, bring in the, the, uh, the whole Clinton thing, where he was being, where he had to, where he was being, had to be testified for perjury, right? Could he have been indicted for perjury when he was being? But see, he was impeached for that because he lied under on on a deposition for the uh, Monica Lewinsky scandal. Okay, see, he was impeached for that, so he was impeached and then could be indicted. But see, you don't have to impeach him because it occurred before. So do they just have to wait until after he gets out of office? But when does the statute of limitations clock start? He had on on the day before he was sworn in as president, he had files illegally and he was not the president of the United States. So, hmm, interesting question. I'm going to pose that. Interesting question. And I'm going to leave it at that. I'm going to leave it at that. That's how I'm going to end... On that cliffhanger question, this episode of the Tea Party Policy Chat, brought to you by the Constitutional Patriot Podcast, which is brought to you by Scott Harris Tax. ScottHarrisTax.com. Call and make an appointment. My phone number is there. My email is there. ScottHarrisTax.com. And $200 out the door, all forms included. So check that out. If you are in the Fresno, California area and you need your taxes done. If you were in, not in the Fresno, California area and you know somebody who is in the Fresno, California area, tell them about it. And if you are not in the Fresno, California area and, you are, and you're like, hmm, do I want to pay $350 more than that? Or if I want to spend you know, less money traveling to Fresno, California to have my taxes done. You figure in travel costs, and you could still save money. So if you are outside of the Fresno, California area, and you want your taxes done, you I can still do your taxes. But you have to be here. Okay, so there's that. <laughs> 
So thank you for listening to the Tea Party Policy Chat. This has been Scott Harris. Thank you, God bless you, and goodbye.